Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's way too many question marks right now and not enough answers. And one of the big question marks, and I know we can get into this a little more, is when exactly did this happen with Tevin Jenkins? You know, because I, I shared this story on, on WSCR earlier in the week, and, and it still leaves me scratching my head because uh, Brad Biggs had, had called me over the weekend and said, what do you remember about Tevin at the crossover practices? Brad was taking his daughter to college and in and, and Indianapolis. I said, Brad, Tevin played really well in the two nights against the Colts, and, and, and so much so that I asked him, in his interview session after the Thursday practice, how does it feel to have your first NFL training camp where you've been able to stay on the field for all but one practice and 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 really kind of build some of this momentum? He said, "Yeah, it feels really good that you you know uh, there's a lot here." Here's here's Tevin's answer to my question, and then we'll get into the follow up that came came of all this today. Comparatively to the last two years, you've been pretty consistent through camp, having this much time. How have you felt just having a good uninterrupted weekend towards the regular season? Uh, it's good. I mean, it's hopefully show signs of my uh, wanting my wanted durability of myself for the rest of the season. So as long as I'm staying out here for like right now at the training camp, hopefully this shows positive signs for the rest of the year. I think it's obvious, Dan, that you jinxed him. <laughs> you know, so then, David, I get I get the call from Bigsy saying, you know, he's got intel that not only is he injured, but he's injured in a way that's going to keep him out into the regular season. And as it turns out, I mean, this might be more than just a game or two. It might be three, four, five games that, that he's going to miss. And then if you miss that much time, how much time does it take you to get your conditioning back, your strength back, your continuity back? Uh, all of a sudden, you, you're planning for life without Tevin Jenkins again. And, and look, like we've documented it here on the podcast more than once. He's already missed 16 games in his two seasons. He's had 11 games where he's played 50% of the offensive snaps or greater. Uh, the durability and availability question is, is it's I think it's, firmly answered at this point unreliable and, and and you can't have an offensive lineman as a starter that that isn't on the field as often as Tevin isn't on the field now Matt Eberflus is not under no obligation <laughs> to share any information in the preseason so he did say it was week to week rather than day to day which suggests it is more serious and Biggs's report was accurate Adam Schefter on ESPN reported that it was strained to calves, plural. Plural. So they're both calves. And I and I do wonder, because of his history with a neck injury, with a back injury, if this somehow all related just because, because of the way the body is connected, and that is an amateur um, diagnosis, medical yeah. diagnosis. It's just speculation. 
pure speculation because we're not getting any help from the Bears. The bottom line is just exactly what you said. You've got a formerly high draft pick playing his third position that has been unreliable because of health concerns, and now he's unreliable going into his third position because of health concerns. So I think the Bears are going to have to you know, have a contingency plan. Obviously, they've already maybe begun, and it is unfortunate because Tevin Jenkins represents a lot of what you like to have on your offensive line with the mentality that is more of a defensive mentality and a body that is, you know, big and sturdy, and he was progressing pretty well, even to the point where when he was talking to you after the <laughs> practice, he sounded like somebody committed to making an impact this year. So there's two things here, because first of all, I think we may have just stumbled into a new segment for 2023 in the regular season, and given the lack of information we get inside the building about injuries, we might have Dr. Dave, the go-to guy for medical speculation, <laughs> and you can just rampantly speculate on all these guys because it's the only information we have to go on. I say, I say we just run with that <laughs> and make it a thing. But you know, David, I pressed Matt directly because of the timeline of this, right? Like that was the the weirdest thing about the call I got from Biggs on on Sunday is that. that conversation that we just played with Tevin happened Thursday night after the crossover practices with the Colts were done. All that the Bears did in between then and the time I had the call with Bigsy was play a preseason game that, that Tevin didn't play in. So when did this happen? Ask Matt directly. When did this become an issue? It's not the Wednesday of week one. We're not going to say. Uh, we're just going to leave it out there for, for a, a, a wild goose chase guessing game there, and that's their prerogative. They can continue to do that. They can think that that's going to get them another win or two in the regular season, but it leaves you scratching your head on when and how did this become something for Tevin. And it's a mystery that that is is problematic given his injury history. The mentality that you talk about only goes so far as your ability to be on a football field. You know, we can get into this at the very end of the podcast, but there's another guy who wore the number 76, who's a legend for this organization, who might get into the Hall of Fame this week, who played 203 consecutive games without missing one, regular season and postseason combined. And now we've got a guy who can't go more than three weeks without a new injury. Um, so I, I like I just it, it, it's hard for me to be a subscriber to the quote unquote mentality for a guy who never right. plays football on game. I hear you. At the very least, he should have to forfeit the number. So <laughs> I think when you look at the left side of that offensive line, Braxton Jones is the de facto Iron Man just because he's the one who isn't dealing with an injury right now as we speak. The only one of the starting five that hasn't missed time yet in camp either. So this guy's Iron Man streak continues. Good for him. How about on the other side? Darnell Wright was was observed limping away from practice. A lower body injury could be an ankle. Dan, that is not good because you know what? It also suggests that Matt Eberflus probably will err on the side of caution. He won't get experience against the Bills. And he'll go into his first regular season as a rookie starter with seven preseason snaps. Right. And that's the risk reward of this whole thing. And it, it's why, uh, you know, uh, if you go back and you listen to uh, everything that Matt said about injuries and the decisions he's going to have to make this week, you sense the tinge of disappointment in his voice. I asked him specifically about the disappointment and he said, look, like this, this is the National Football League and these things happen all the time and you have to be flexible and adaptable and you have just have to accept them as quickly as possible and figure out what your contingency plans are and where the opportunity is for someone else. But I guarantee you that in an ideal world, they would have liked to get this first team offense this rookie right tackle a lot more work in the preseason we'll see what this looks like for darnell the next two days he came out at the end of practice today wasn't it? in the final couple uh, drives of of teamwork uh Dr. Dave, the go-to guy for medical speculation, can let his uh, customers know that it looked to be maybe a right ankle if you're running okay. at that we'll right ankle for now. Yeah, uh, with the way he was limping. So yeah, look like that's it's it's 
far from ideal to to have all of these things kind of compounding at the same time at a point where you are supposed to be building momentum and feeling really good about the progress your offense is going to take into the regular season. Dr. Dave just hope it's not a high right ankle sprain <laughs> because those tend to be worse than lower high ankle sprains. So on the right side, we'll keep an eye on that. So how does this all factor in in your mind into how heavily they weigh whether to play Justin Fields against the Bills or not? I, I know. I think it's everything, honestly. <sighs> I guess it has to be, and and I want to, you know, I, I struggle with this, Dan, because I, I look at I look at guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen, and they play, and I know their offensive line situations are different. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing in the finale and in, in New York for the Jets. I, I do think that Justin Fields, it would benefit everybody, wouldn't it, for him to go into the season after having thrown the ball actually past the line of scrimmage. That would be good for a quarterback that needs to take a step as a downfield passer to have that kind of experience in the preseason, even though it might be uh, against the, the Bills' second team defense. I, I I struggle with that. You want to protect him, yes, but I wonder at some point in time, you, have, you know, maybe the Bears' backup offensive line, but they'll be blocking the, the Bills' backup defensive pass rushers. So do you factor that in at all as well if you're Matt Eberflus? Well, you have the discussions. You have them at, at length and you have them in detail. I, I think Justin's first ever game at Soldier Field in the preseason as a rookie was against the Bills. And you remember that he missed that 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 blitz pickup. He, he didn't uh, see it before the snap and he got absolutely blown up. And it was like, oh my God, the rookie just took a, a massive shot because he didn't see that guy coming and blew him up. Well, what you would hate to have happen is, you know, Eviente Collins getting beat badly on a, on a rep and then your quarterback getting taken down in a way that, that jeopardizes his availability for the regular season, because you'd spend two months second guessing that decision to put him behind a, a second unit offensive line. Um, because then you're also kind of disrupting everything, the entirety of, of who you're putting them out there with. Cause can you, can you trust your running backs to run behind a second unit group? Can you figure out what the, the receiving core and the tight ends are going to do? It's a complicated discussion here. Um, my sense from listening to Matt and his tone this afternoon is that, that they would err on the side of caution. And if they're, you know, three years, your, you know, two, three, your, your offensive line starters aren't going to be able to, to make it on the field Saturday. It probably makes the decision for you as dissatisfying as it's going to be to them and to all of us. Right? There will be a civic outcry this weekend if Justin Fields doesn't have any more than three preseason passes all behind the line of scrimmage. But it just is what it is. And we'll, we'll kind of have to, to, to waltz into week one, um, accepting that and, and hoping that <laughs> that they can get past it quickly. I do wonder if there will be a civic outcry or there are a lot of people nodding their heads in agreement because what this has become is that Chicago has been one of those cities that whatever I think is in the best interest of keeping Justin Fields healthy, people tend to agree with. I think that you and I might be in the minority here and thinking that they might benefit from getting him some experience. I certainly have found that to be the case in, term, in terms of the morning talk radio crowd and listeners. I, I don't think that there's a big – uh, outcry, or, or I don't, I don't know that people would would uh, think that Matt Eberflus is making a mistake. I think that's why, to me, that playing him against the Colts would have made sense because then you would have had the benefit or the luxury of making a cautious decision. Because now, if you do it, his you know seven snaps going into this year three, it's going to take a while before you just regain the rhythm. It'll be a month between you know game speed snaps, and I don't think that's the way you prepare for a big year. 
maybe civic outcry is a little strong, but maybe citywide discussion because I think there is some still some scar tissue here. Now, 2019 was a whole different animal. The Bears went into that season <laughs> with Super Bowl dreams. Yep. But Matt Nagy chose to not play anybody in the preseason, and then they went out and laid a turd on opening night against the Packers offensively, and the whole world said, boy, that was a group that, certainly from their training camp performance had shown that it would probably benefit from some preseason work. And so there's always going to be that second guessing. There's always going to be that first guessing. There's always going to be that conversation on what is the, 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 the more calculated way to go about this. And ultimately it's up to Matt. It's up to his coaching staff. It's up to his general manager and they'll work through it here. Um, but I would just say, if, if you've got other Saturday plans, go ahead and go ahead and stick with those because you know, it might be another situation like we had, uh, Saturday in Indianapolis, but for some people that may be an exciting thing because uh, Justin's uh, Justin's understudies uh, certainly have created their own conversation. In this Before we get on to one of those understudies, the legend of Tyson Bajan, I want to ask you one more question about the offensive line. How do you envision potentially Alex Leatherwood factoring in? And then Jatari Carter has been good on the right side at guard. Could you see him maybe getting an opportunity to shift over and play the left side if he's capable of doing that? Well, Carter, the day three pick out of out of Southern a year ago and has really taken advantage of the opportunities he's had in practice and uh, in, in limited periods in the game here um, to, to, to really just seize his opportunity and, and show that he is making progress and that he can be a reliable guy in the interior offensive line. So I, I've liked a lot of what I've seen in his growth uh, this summer. It's certainly encouraging and, and makes you feel like you at least have a little bit of depth there. Leatherwood's a guy I can't figure out. You know, he's got first round talent. Um, the Bears took a, a low risk dice roll on him last year when, when uh, you know, final cuts came about and they were able to pick him up on waivers. And you just haven't seen anything consistently that says, man, like this guy can revive everything and become a, a, a every week starter in this league. You'd like to, to think that's in there. He certainly has the athletic talent. There's just nothing visually that, that tells you that it's going to happen. So, um, you know, I would expect him to play, uh, you know, <laughs> on, on Saturday against the Bills, and that'll be his opportunity to to show a little bit more and, and maybe prove a little something to the, this coaching staff. 